Try the new Masashi Protein Chalk Slab from Chemist Warehouse. Only $3.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. It's a big good morning, Izzy, and Kempe is back. Yeah. Mr. Tony Kemp on a Monday morning. Good morning to you. <laughs> morning, Abogia. No, it's good to be back. It, uh, mate, what a week. It's been a, a really cool week of a uh, bit of travel over to Australia, up to Newcastle to see the... I guess the old stomping grounds and uh, got to got to see my old family up there that uh, took me in when I was 18, 19 and spent uh, spent the night with them, had dinner and uh, went and looked at all their new stuff there at the Newcastle Club. Mate, tell you what, nice. talk about high performance centre. They've just finished, oh, it's actually been finished for about a year, but it's probably the best I've seen for quite a while um, up there in Newcastle. And then uh, when I caught up with my good mate, Daniel Anderson. Over in over in Ride, he's at the rehab centre there. Had a really good chat to him in great spirits for a bloke that's, I guess, um, had one of the worst accidents over the Christmas period and finds himself in a wheelchair. Yeah. But just the conversation with him, mate, I've, I've, I was crying. I was crying with laughter, just some of the stories um, he was telling me. But we can talk a little bit more about that. But no, mate, it was good. A good little break um, over there. Man, it was busy. I got home yesterday. I was knackered. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not surprised, mate. You're out there sipping on a couple of cold pints every photo we see. So, mate, you enjoyed yourself. But yeah. and though, did you? You obviously asked them about the the sentiment from from the Warriors naming the stadium after him. And yeah, what did he say about that, mate? It was cool. Well, he actually said it. He um he he sort of we were talking. He goes, mate, they named the stadium after me, and I went, I went, he goes, how cool? And I said, mate, that's real cool, eh? <laughs> And we're going, yeah, man, that's so cool that they've done that um, for that round. And I said, oh, mate, I took the photo. They, they, they put it in print in New Zealand, and I've, I snapshot the photo. And I said, man, we were young back then, me and you, weren't we? Yeah, because you know, it's only a year that it separates us both. And he goes, yeah, mate, we were real young. Um, and we just had a little bit of a laugh in that. But, no, nah, he's looking forward to it. He's got a, he's got a dinner. Uh, it's a dinner, I think, coming up in a couple of weeks over in Australia. I don't know the exact dates, but... They've sold something uh, like 700 tickets to it. Um, I don't know if you saw. Nice. Um, Adam McDougall came out with a, and donated a, a hundred grand. He's he's doing really well. Adam McDougall with a business that he created. I think it was like a, this type of shake that he's got. Um, and yeah, mate, he's got he's got a, a long road a long road ahead of him, uh, especially rehab. But he's moving, you know. He's, he wiggled his legs and his uh, right hand. He's texting on his phone and stuff like that. He tells me a funny story, mate. So he goes, when I when I first um, when I first you know he's in hospital and that and the kids came and he couldn't talk. 
So all he could do was blink his eyes. You know? <laughs> and I'm, yeah, he, he appreciate me telling the story. He goes, my kid's coming, and they go, and you know, so they go through the alphabet A B C D, and then he'd blink once for yes and two for no, and then get the P, and, and he said, yeah, blinks once, and uh, they go, oh P, oh um, pillows, 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 and he's going no, you know, blinking twice, no. I go A B C D, and he goes I, and they go oh, pick pick. You know, like, and he's saying, yes, yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he, he goes, um, in the end, he's, he's saying, they were saying, well, what do you want us to do? Like, you know, pick your nose, pick, pick, pick. And he's, and he's like, pick you up. And they're going, yes, pick me up. <laughs> with his, blinking with his eyes. And, oh, mate, we were crying, you know, because he's got, he's got quite a good sense of humour, Ando. Um, yeah. And we were sitting there, you know, like we met in the cafe. I was giving him a coffee, um, and it was just like the old days, mate, talking to Big Red uh, in and around, you know, some of the stuff. He's still working 10 to 15 hours for the Roosters in recruitment, which is really cool. And, um, you know, we'd spoke a lot about recruitment in New Zealand, you know, what's, you know, some of the issues that he he has in the country, um, and even some of the issues that Australian are going through at the moment, which – sort of opened my eyes up a little bit to uh, some of the issues, mm. I guess, that's facing the game um, and facing us in the, into the future with the, the lack of players coming through those Australian grades. So it's not just rugby and Aussie, mate, that's struggling. It's rugby league when it gets to that youth age, which he was talking about. Um, and one of the reasons why they're heavily invested in New Zealand. Uh, but, yeah, it was a great, great catch-up with him. It was uh, good, good to talk to him. Good to talk, actually talk to my, my family up in Newcastle as well and – Oh man, that place has changed Newcastle from uh, from the long, from the, the late eighties um, to till today. I remember you used to look at the roofs of Newcastle; you could actually see the roof. Now you look up, and it's all you know high high rise apartments. And who would have thought Newcastle, mate? That it would it would turn out like that. But now, good trip, good trip. Uh, got home and uh, went out for a walk on Sunday morning, and just went, man, I've got to go home. I'm knackered. You know, got there and you didn't sleep the whole time you were over there, mate. You were texting us at about stupid o'clock in the morning, and you reckon you hadn't been in bed. So, uh, it, no, I, I, it's actually a good time to to have a listen and you know, sort of listen to how the guys are going. And I got to say, boys, it, it it did sound pretty good. You know, like um, mm. just being a, a listener, and I know I was being a piss there early on in the in the first couple of days, but <laughs> it's uh, it's just really different when you're out there and you're hearing it. You know, the other, instead of having the the cans on, hearing other guys' voices, and I got to say, yeah, I was I was impressed. Your boys are going all right. Oh, mate, you could, could, couldn't have done it without you, Kempi. Couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Rick Dog? Good to have you, How you doing? Oh, mate, you know, I've been better. Been better, you know, after the weekend's results, to be fair. Um, yeah. mate, What's I, wrong, mate? You're cold. You're uh, on a blanket. Yeah, well, not, not one like yours. <laughs> You're wearing your bloody Crusaders and flag around your shoulders again. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, mate, honestly, yeah, good friend of mine, uh, Dale, She she's a big Blues fan, and she was she posted after the game, she goes, we just didn't have the answers. I was like, mate, we didn't. Not only did we not have the answers, we didn't even know there was a test coming. Like that's how badly prepared we looked. We were terrible, absolutely terrible. Got absolute spatulas for hands. Couldn't catch a cold. It was oh, mate. Honestly, it was such a frustrating watch. I got so grumpy at home, and like I just wanted to watch the football. 
And my daughter kept coming and asking me questions. And I ended up telling her to go to her room because I was, I was like, I was, I was, A, she was interrupting me, and B, we were. Ricardo! Poor, so I was getting like, ah! Getting hammered. <laughs> getting hammered on both sides of it from the. from. Uh, that was actually a really interesting watch. And I, I got to agree with Ricardo. They were done, mate. Done, done like a. What do you call that? Like, like a hot roast dinner. Um, the blues just didn't show up. I was watching it down in Bangaroo. I went down there for tea. I had my little phone set up there, up against, <laughs> up against one of the bottles of wine, just watching the game. And I was like, do I turn it off at halftime? It was like 30 to 3 or something. Mm. And I went, do I turn it off or do I just keep watching and watching the annihilation? And yeah, I've got to say, when it got to 40, I think I turned, turned it off and thought, yeah, no, nah, let's go for a walk. This is, uh, this is done. So you must be happy down there, is he? They um, <laughs> they came out. It looked like it was a good night down there. There's a lot of support, and um, it was an, I thought a really nice couple of touches there with Razor coming out and um, you know just wait because the boys don't go back there, do they? That's it. And they now got to come up here to to Chiefs country, to Chiefs Mana country, and see if they can get the oh, job. Totally done. different, totally different um, mindset and game that they're going to face this weekend. But yeah, look, it's hard when you got to wait three days to come on here and. <laughs> Uh, have your say and, and, and kind of, you know, wait for, for the messages to come through on the temper bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. They've been a bit quiet, but um, look, where, where do we start? I think um, you've, you've kind of nailed it there, Ricardo. Look, they just didn't come down with any intent. They should, like, you, you cannot come here thinking the opposite. They knew exactly what they were going to get. They were going to get a team that's full of injuries, eight All Blacks out, the Blues have ten. And knowing that the next man up has the same mentality as those players that haven't been selected because of injuries. They came down there here, and I thought they were just, yeah, there was lack of intent. Um, they were a little bit off. I thought they were indecisive as well. From watching them, I think, throughout the week, they know last time they came down here, they kicked it too much. Mm. Well, this time, when they got pinned down their own end, they had the... Leon McDonald's and Tom Coventry's in their mind. Daniel Halangahu's saying, look, we do not want to kick to the Crusaders. They'll punish us. So they lacked a little bit of indecisiveness coming out of their own end zone. And then Zahn Sullivan gets turned over in the own 22. And, you know, Bowden Barrett runs it from the back. Like, it was just really indecisive. And then the first two minutes, when Rico Ioane knocks it on, Dallas McLeod kicks it 50-22. Two minutes, they get their game on, and then they score. I knew it was game over after then. Mm. Their first two minutes. Just yeah. banged on the nose and they were just underneath the post going, okay, what next? Six, six, it was a clinic. Six handling errors in the first 18 minutes. You know, Every mm. time it looked like they could put pressure on the Crusaders, they let them off the hook. Oh, look, I thought their forwards were, Crusaders forwards, just you know, absolutely dealt to the forward pack of the Blues. And defensively, I was talking to Izzy yesterday, Ricardo, about this, you know, and there are a couple of tackles from Tomaiti that just he absolutely bent a couple of blokes and you could see the forwards just, you know, when you get that feeling, especially when you're standing at fullback and your forwards are bashing a team and you just get that feeling. And I was sitting there going, oh, man, like the Blues, they need to actually pull the, roll their sleeves up. I, I've, I've got an easy take on it. They didn't go to work. They went down there thinking that they were just going to get the job done. I, I think they they took the guys that were in there um, and selected because they had no other choice. That they were just, I thought they thought their talent uh, was going to get them home. And mate, you cannot do that to a Crusader side. And you've got to say they 
our, a lot of people who follow the Crusaders, who especially Texan, who I said that, we're at that business end of the season. They know how to get a job done. And, of course, they had so much to play for, didn't they? Razor's, Razor's last home game. Um, Sammy Whitelock didn't make it to the game. Uh, so he doesn't get a chance to run out. You could imagine what the theme was for just those two blokes alone. So well, I thought it was a clinic. I thought they put on an absolute clinic. It's going to be a good final, you know, with the Chiefs. They're going to come up here. Can they do it again? Well, I ain't ruling it out. Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, Kempe. Um, the, the Chiefs, totally different opposition. They are at home. If you compare those two games, like you had two defensive teams from the Chiefs going tongue-in-toe at it. And uh, obviously the Chiefs were always in control, I felt. I felt mm. they were always going to get there. I was actually at the Cirque du Soleil, so I was watching it on, on, the, on the updates on stuff. So I didn't really get to watch the game live. But, um, you know, it was, it was a close battle, but I think the Chiefs were always in control. Um, the Blues, yeah, look, I just, the, the passive, they're a real passive, Ricardo, particularly in attack. Like, when the Crusaders were dominating the ruck. That's when you know where a team's at, when the team's countering. I was watching Richie Moanga jumping in there and putting his head into that dark place, counter-rucking all these wide rucks against Fords from the from the Blues. So uh, the ruck was passive. Everything was passive. Um, handling errors was poor, and, and they just had lack of control. So um, that, that scoreline, 52-15, to 15, that is really... Really deflating. And, and and the one thing with the Blues, Ricardo, and I want to ask you about this, when they're in the media, and I don't know who looks after their social media, but I don't know if you've seen it, They uh, one of their socials was, burn their boats down. Burn the boats. <laughs> you know, if you go have a look at their Instagram page, it's got, come on boys, it's still all die, let's burn the boat. <laughs> And then I was reading the comments. I was like, I shouldn't have done it. But then I was like, a couple of them were like, hey, um, do you just need a ride home? <laughs> do you just need a ride home? Is your boat still floating? Oh, it was so bad. I was like, oh, my. if you want to go have a laugh or lol, yeah. go check out their, their Instagram. Yeah, it's, yeah it's you, quite funny. you live or die by your socials, don't you? you got to be careful what yeah. you put up there, mate. No, that was just horribly, horribly, horribly disappointing. Really was. I thought... There was going to be a contest. Thought it was going to be a great game, and it wasn't. You know, it was it was one way traffic. So yeah, it was it was really really disappointing. And of course, off the back of that, there's been knock on effects. There. With the All Blacks mm. team that was named last night as well. And yep, that brings us to this. Can't wait. Question of the day. So the can't wait question of the day: Who was unlucky? Not to be named in that All Blacks team last night. Who was unlucky not to be named in that All Blacks team last night? That's what we want to hear from you, double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. We'll continue to dissect those semi-finals as well. But uh, for you boys, who was unlucky not to be named in the All Blacks squad? I think it was Brad Weber. Mm. I think Brad totally Weber agree. should be absolutely livid. With missing out, and if I can only pin it to one thing, which doesn't make any sense at all, because there's a couple of players that are leaving that have still made the side, particularly, um, you know, like uh, you're listifying Anuk, who's he's obviously going, but he's in scintillating form, so you can't leave him out. But I think Brad Weber should be really, really livid with missing out on selection. I think it was between him and Finlay Christie. And I thought he, I think he got the upper hand of Finlay Christie, so I think he should be absolutely gutted. 
Kempe. Yeah, oh, t- totally agree, hundred um, percent. You know what I think about Brad Weber, just competitor and someone that the All Black team I thought would have put down just in that itself um, why you need him in the team but not only that he's sitting in the best team directing them around um, I think he's got the he's got the number on on both those other two boys that were picked both Roy Gard and um, Finlay Christie so I feel sorry for Brad Webb but the, the other bloke that I just can't get my head around is Sean Stevenson still not being named in the side you know like and the reason why I think you know yes he's going to probably make it because Mark Talia is going to going to have to pull out there's obviously a serious crowd over injury crowd over him but for confidence alone knowing that you're not thought of as the first selection after playing so well all year he's only not played in one game and dominated the competition and yet he still can't make the what is it 36 names mm-hmm. um, he ain't in there he ain't in there for Mark Talia he's in there covering Caleb Clark I'll tell you this right now. He's in there for Caleb Clark. Caleb Clark has a chance, and I'm saying this because I've played horrible in Super Rugby and I've been given a chance at Rugby Championship to go there and prove my point. I didn't prove my point. I got dropped for the World Cup in 2015. Stevenson is chomping at Caleb Clark's heels. We've already got a big blockbusting winger, Leicester Flying Anuku. There's two in there at the moment. Sean Stevenson comes, covers fullback, covers wing. I think he is chomping at Caleb Clark's heels. Mm. That's that, where I think that selection comes. I think he's going to get in there, and that makes and that makes total sense. You know what I mean? So yeah, look, I, I hear you when you're saying because because the other one was Bodie. You know, on a, on the back foot. I think they got done by their forwards. I was talking to Ricardo about this this morning. Like I think they got done by the the forward pack. They had no forward ball. Therefore, you're going to play that pivot role going backwards, and, and it showed on it showed on Friday night. Um, the Blues getting that ball with with you know how many how many handling areas they're panicking. They didn't look organised, um, and I think Bodie's the same. Like Bodie, if they are going to go under this this championship and the bleeders over this two pivots, it's got to work before that final selection for the World Cup. So, um, yeah, Brad Webber for Look me. how much better that was. Look how much better that was with Kempe with um, Peter Fete at the back. Yeah. Yeah, that last 15 minutes. Yeah. They were just so much better. So I think they just made a selection uh, mistake there. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, it's, uh, uh, where, the, where does it fall between now and, I guess, uh, September the 19th when the World Cup kicks off? That's, that's going to be the interesting part. Through the Bledisloe, through the... Through the championship, I think there's still plenty more to uh, of changes to come. Yeah, and 0800-150-811 is our number. Tim has called through from Christchurch. Uh, Tim, I, I, did you did you catch up with Ken over the weekend for a beer, mate? <laughs> how, how, how are you doing? No, it's been uh, very, very quiet in the last few days, to be honest. Um, I've been a bit busy over the weekend. Yeah. So who for you was unlucky not to make that All Blacks team? Oh, look, I think Brad Weber is massively unlucky, but I also think that they know exactly what they're going to get with Brad Weber. So they've given Cam Roy Garden a shot, and they'll see what he does. And if he, you know, makes that, makes every post the winner, then maybe he'll go to the World Cup. But, you know, Brad, Brad Weber's a known quantity. He's, he's not going to get, you know, and he's just going to be the same guy all the way through. But Sean Stevenson, I, I, what I think Foster's done is he's just left Brad Weber and Sean Steven out for now to give them the absolute fire in their bellies for this weekend so they come out steaming to prove a point. 
We don't want that, Tim. It's a, it's we don't, want, we, it's we don't need any more fire in their bellies. Come on, mate. What do you say? No, it's a Chiefs well, conspiracy. Yeah, it is. It is. Bozzy's trying to do everything he can for the Chiefs to win, but they'll be hard oh, to Oh, he is uh, a Chiefs, get... man. Yeah. yeah. is our phone number double eight double three is the text line of course and uh, yeah I mean I don't know about Sam Kane being lucky I think Sam Kane's had probably his nah. best season in about four years he's been outstanding yeah exactly exactly but you know we want your opinions so uh, keep them coming through this is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast thanks to Chemist Warehouse the real house of fragrance one five zero eight eleven double eight double three. If you text through here already, Maureen and team Razor set the scene and we shut them out. Where's Ken at? Uh, Crusaders doing the final twenty one seven. Let's go. Brad Weber, unlucky not to make the All Blacks. And boys, there was a couple of quotes from Ian Foster last night at the naming, including this one. And I want to get your take on who he's talking about here. One one went in and one went out. I'll leave the rest to you. One went in. One went out. Oh. Oh. I think it's in the forward pack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's someone in the forward pack. So if I'm thinking it's one of Hoskins Tutu or it's a Kira Yuani. Yeah. And then who's come in? Is yeah. that a Jacobson or is that a... Finau. Finau? Yeah, I think Sammy Penny or Luke Jacobson went in for one of those two. Mm. If I'm going to say, I think that Sammy Penny Finau was probably the one that went in. Because Luke Jacobson's probably been there, tried and, tri- and and you know had had a crack at it before. So Sammy Pinau, Finau, Sammy Penny, Finau went in, and I'm thinking Hoskins Satutu went out. Okay, that's your take. Yeah, Kempe, you on the yep. same? No, I'm not. I actually think it's uh, I think it's McLeod. I think McLeod going in for his his um, his mate down there in the Crusaders um, who made the good you? yeah for good you for Jack good you. I think. Um, Mate, I, and I've got, got to say, Dallas McLeod, I was really impressed with the way that he handled that game on the weekend. Like, mm. I thought... Marky like, Mark Talia. Yeah, man. He kept them, like, he was on him, the pressure on him all the time. And I'm just mm. thinking, you know, when you look at Jack Goodyear, he's been there, he's done that, and then Dallas has had that game. Um, oh, that's who I think that was in and out. I think I think Dallas McLeod was named in the, in the second 15, mm. and uh, Jack Goodyear was in the first. What a what a bolter! When you think a bolter out of absolutely nowhere, nowhere. Dallas McLeod will have to be that person. We got him coming up after eight o'clock as well. We're going to have a chat to him this morning, so looking forward to that. Steve Devine after seven o'clock. But on that, Kempi Jack Goodhue, what do you what do you what do you think? Braden Enall played himself into that team as well. I think that was his best performance of the year. He had been relatively quiet all year, and that night up against Rico Yuani. Showed his class. Oh well, he did. What about a, what about that ball? What about that mm. ball under the post? Um, you know, it's, look, I I just think that the Crusaders, when they're playing like that, you the the question is how many boy more can you put in there? How many more Crusaders boys could you put have put in there? Like, done the done the future for the Crusaders look good. 
It does, although it sounds like they're losing a few, but we'll get to that in the headlines. Uh, but uh, this text has come through out of Australia, actually. Levi Armoa didn't make the squad either. Enor should buy a lotto ticket with his luck. Um, I don't know what, what you tell I mean, because for me, Enor had been pretty patchy all season, so I was surprised to see his name there. I was very, very surprised, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, Braden Enor definitely, I think, in that game, played himself into the, into the team. Um, someone that's probably unlucky as well, Billy Proctor. I think he showed his class in that last game against the Crusaders. I think he actually got on top of Braden Dennell in that performance. So Billy Proctor must be might be hard done by as well. But pff, mate, anyone's guess. But I'm thinking it was either the Fords or definitely that Dallas McLeod, um, Jack Goodhue situation there can be. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, 6.32 here on SENZ. Keep your texts coming through, double eight double three double eight double three or 0800 150 Got sports headlines coming your way. Right now, though, here is Aroha with the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota, we are building and shaping New Zealand.